This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Bonus episode, everybody. Uh, welcome back to uh, a fun-filled little extra something special from us here at Headlock Talk, uh, where we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about perhaps one of the greatest matches of the decade, Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada from Wrestle Kingdom 11. Welcome back, everybody, to a special bonus episode of Headlock Talk. Bonus. Oh snap! Oh snap! Indeed, I'm of course the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and as always, across from me here, uh, the one and the only Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy, 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 Stephen. How's it going, man? It's going good. Going good. Good, good, good. good. Uh, well, um. Y- <laughs> To, to be perfectly honest with you, we're going to kind of break the fourth wall a little bit here because uh, we're not going to do an exceptionally long episode. We're not going to do a, a drawn-out piece here in the intro. We're really going to get into kind of just the nuts and bolts of what happens here on a regular Sunday when Headlock Talk you know, meets at the headquarters and Indeed. does an episode. Um, I, I've done a lot of thinking this week, Stephen. And, and rem- well, that's good. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reminiscing on just like wrestling and and I guess what really embodies this decade going forward into 2020 and, and the new decade to come. What's what was wrestling, you know, uh, in the last ten years? What embodies wrestling, um, and, and and what does the future look like? Um, oftentimes you have to look into the past to see the future, mm. and. Uh, I think that while there are a lot of great matches, um, I mean, we talk about CM Punk and John Cena from 2011 at Money in the Bank. Uh, we could talk about the, <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that we're we're Champa and Gargano fans, so we could talk about that whole feud, right? Indeed. Yeah. Um, but but I really don't think that any match embodies the last ten years going forward into the future of wrestling uh, than. 
Kenny Omega versus Kazushka Okada from Wrestle Kingdom 11. Mm. Um, this match for me, um, very well built story uh, leading up to it. Uh, obviously, a, a classic match, a modern classic, right? But by all means here. Um, and it started one of the great series, one of the great rivalries in all of wrestling. Um, a lot of people may point to perhaps maybe their Dominion match from 2018. Um, they may point to uh, the Dominion match from 2017. Um, but for me, this one here, Wrestle Kingdom 11, uh, I feel as though it, it, it stands up head and shoulders because that's the starting point, mm. right? Um, I felt like maybe, and I might get some hate for this, I don't know, but maybe like Dominion 2018, while it's just this amazing match and Dave Meltzer gives it seven stars and everybody... That's the two out of three falls, right? That's the two out of three falls match, Dominion. Mm-hmm. Um, while, while that is a fantastic match, um, it, it does tend to be a bit overindulgent, perhaps, mm. to some. Um, the... The, the 60 minute time limit draw from Dominion 2017 was also very, very good. Um, but I guess ultimately, what I guess I'm trying to say is every one of their matches was built off of this first one. Right, right. And this first one kind of embodies, for me, I guess, uh, all the different parts and all of the different aspects that make wrestling really, really great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, my biggest thing with this match is this really, and just to get this out of the way, this was the first match that I had seen from New Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, I had heard about New Japan, but never really watched anything from them, wasn't really familiar with any of the wrestlers or anything. Uh, so this was my my first match that I saw from New Japan, my first time seeing Kazuchika Okada, my first time seeing Kenny Omega, and you know, really the first time that I had broken out of the you know, the, the WWE mainstay matches, you know, like, like you said, people talk about the, the Cena, uh, punk match from money in the bank. And, you know, for me, a lot of those types of matches were the matches that I consider to be, you know, the upper echelon of what wrestling can be, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so seeing this match really, and th- this might be, you know, very hyperbolic or whatever, but this really like shattered my world view of wrestling, mm. you know? Right. Well, and I remember coming over like when, when, when I first found out that you were like, yeah, I think wrestling's cool or like that you watched wrestling before. This is, this is when headlock talk was just a, a little twinkle in its father's eye. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, you know, uh, when I found out that you watched wrestling, I was like, okay, well, Steven, you know, let's watch some wrestling. I think we watched some NXT, but like this was the first one that we saw. Uh, where, where I was like, okay, so here's something from Japan, mm-hmm. right? And this was, I mean, this was a while ago, but we, um, to, to break the fourth wall here, uh, as we stated earlier, you guys, um, w- when I usually come to pick you up for an episode, right. and we come to Headlock Talk headquarters here, um, a, a big part of what we do is, well, first we go and stop and get tacos. Yes. That's number one. T.O. Dan's Cafe, Austin, T- Texas. Yeah, shout out T.O. Dan's. Yes. You kept you keep us fed. <laughs> um, sometimes we stop and get, like, I think sometimes you need a Red Bull or something like that. Depends, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but we we normally start before we even do a podcast, right? We sit down and we watch a wrestling match. And so today we did that same exact thing. We sat down and we watched Kenny and Okada from Wrestle Kingdom 11 and uh yeah, like I said, the the, the story is great because what you have here is it, there's a turning point in New Japan in about 2016 where Kenny Omega ousts AJ Styles as the leader of the Bullet Club and he goes on and wins the G1, right? It's a it's a big big deal, right? I think like one of the first foreigners to win G1. And he has this amazing rivalry with Kenny Omega, or not, not Kenny Omega, Kazushika Okada. Um you know, Bullet Club is on top of the world, right? It's, it's coming into its own. And you have New Japan as a company. It's really starting to get to the forefront because now they're getting, they're having English commentary in there and it's becoming more of a global product. Right. Well, the story is who's going to lead New Japan wrestling into, you know, the, this new era. You know, the great of, beyond of, of prominence. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. You know, is it Kazuchika Okada who is, um, you know, the the more traditional flag bearer uh, of New Japan, or is it somebody like Kenny Omega who's more of a a global face, somebody who you can you know uh, put put a, a rocket ship on and travel around the world with, right? right? So, you know, like I said, this was a very big deal. This Wrestle Kingdom was a major event. Um, if you don't already subscribe to New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, I would highly recommend it. It's only like 9 bucks a month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you pay 10 bucks a month for WWE Network and you find yourself hating your life, um, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> um, you know, you can easily pay less than that, save yourself a dollar, and have a lot more fun watching New Japan, uh, New, New Japan World. That is, uh, you get their their back catalog of all sorts of goodness. Um, but yeah, if you go and watch this match on New Japan World, like the arena's huge, the Tokyo mm-hmm. Dome's massive. They set up a huge display for everything. They made this match feel like a super super big deal. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, going off of that a little bit, uh, one of the things that that New Japan does better than almost anybody that I've seen, and I'm kind of going a little bit off topic here, but um, is their camera work and their lighting work. And like I said, this was the first New Japan match that I had seen, you know, shattering my worldview of, of what wrestling is. And uh, obviously the match is fantastic. The story leading up to it's fantastic. Both guys are super, super talented. Uh, but really, one of the things that really stood out to me is just the cinematography of the match itself. Yes. And that was the first time I, I had seen the the Okada zoom, you know, where, where he has his hands out screaming in the ring and they do the full zoom out uh, from the wide angle lens. Um, you know, just, just the transitions that they have, the lighting whenever the wrestlers are in the ring and outside of the ring. Uh, they really just nail all of that, honestly, to to a level that no one really comes close to. Right. They're, they're really masters of production, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, like, we we were talking about the match itself. Um, I mean it's it's really really great. Obviously, got you got to go and see it. Yeah. Um, uh, the commentary is on point. Kevin Kelly and oh, who was it with him? It was Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino. Mm. 
right? Um, their commentary is great. Uh, they they bring up at the very beginning of the match that the Young Bucks came over and was like, hey, you know what? This is, you know, they they tell them, hey, th- you know, you've seen a great event. You haven't seen anything yet. And, you know, I mean, take into consideration the match that just fall, you know, came before it was Tetsuya Naito and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, right? Uh, that was a brilliant match. Right. You know, uh, in its own right. But <laughs> um, this one just blew everything else out of the water. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and you touched on this a little bit, um, but I think one of the biggest things that really puts this match above uh, really, you know, what whatever New Japan's done since then, um, all of the matches between Okada and Omega since then, uh, I think what puts this match above all of them is the overarching story mm-hmm. uh, of, like you said, who's going to lead New Japan into this, you know, into the great beyond, into the dark, into the future, mm-hmm. and who's going to be the face of the company uh, going forward. And I think, uh, you know, WWE's done stuff like that in the past, mm-hmm. but never to this level and never done this well. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's so meta you know, that there there's so much emotion going into the match and so many thoughts and so many like, okay, well, if it goes this way, this could happen. Or if it goes this way, this could happen mm. and, and everything like that. And th- that really just boils over into this match, you know? Yes. Um, we're going to break into the psychology of the match here. We're going to break that down here in just a moment. Uh, but uh, rather than just hearing us talk about the match here, uh, we've actually asked a, a few of our friends to uh, to give us their thoughts on the, on Wrestle Kingdom 11. Uh, so first up here, uh, we're going to bring on Mags from Badlands Podcast. Mags submitted in a, a nice audio clip of uh, his thoughts. Uh, so check out Mags here. He's going to break down a little bit of his thoughts on, again, Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada from Wrestle Kingdom 11. Hi guys, uh, Mags here, uh, Tanner and Stephen from Headlock Talk have, have asked people to give a bit of a retrospective on Okada versus Omega number one from Wrestle Kingdom 11 in, in 2017. My views on, on, on the match, I remember back then as a relatively new New Japan uh, fan that I thought that this match was one of the greatest matches of all time. Uh, for me, it, it kind of solidified that Kenny Omega was someone who was going to, to be one of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, obviously, I'd, before watching New Japan, I'd heard about him, but I'd never seen a lot of his stuff and the same kind of thing with Okada. Uh, and wow, this was 40... 45 plus minutes of just absolute amazing wrestling from the quick start and and the submissions to the um the the missed spots kind of akin to uh, RVD and Jerry Lynn to the action on the outside the brutality uh, the elevator DDT from from the guardrail was absolutely ridiculous and Okada doing a flying body press over the the guardrail to the to the the fans outside outside the ring um, the table spots where Kenny led the table over Okada and and did a, a stomp onto it and then obviously the the big backdrop through the the table from Okada. Those Japanese tables do not have any kind of giving them. Um, like I said, I was relatively a new uh, fan of of New Japan at this time, and 
this just absolutely blew me away because I hadn't seen anything like this in New Japan before and it was the start of some amazing storytelling. I mean, Gado at that time was, was the best booker in the world. The way he could write a story and 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 have like the little nuances in the tale uh come through in months rather than this kind of like this a uh, north american slash western style that we've got now where storylines like barrel roll and we we get through them in a month or two this was a really elongated storyline and and the way that these guys both can tell us a story in both in the ring and and in the build-up was just absolutely amazing even looking at the things like the entrance where uh, Kenny had the half Terminator mask on, uh, I just remember being blown away by it, like the spectacle and, and just being amazed. Little did I know that that was quite a muted entrance for, for the likes of Kenny Omega. And then obviously we had the uh, Rainmaker raining uh, the Okada dollars down and then Kenny's crunchy one of the, the dollars up. Uh, just absolutely brutal match. Uh, getting to the end, we, we got the the typical, well, the now typical kind of Kenny match where it was V trigger after V trigger after V trigger um, attempts at the um, at the one winged angel that, that just couldn't quite get it off. Then he got the corkscrew pile driver, which was just devastating. Uh, Rainmaker clothesline after Rainmaker clothesline. Um, I think for me, one of the best moments in the matches where. They were both absolutely worn out and then they just got a second wind and they were just throwing haymakers after haymakers after haymakers after at each other. Just amazing storytelling in a match and it's good to look back and uh, to see where that match is and what came of it. One of the best storylines that we, we ever got, one of the best rivalries in wrestling and this this was the match that broke uh, Dave Meltzer's scale. Little did we know that this would potentially be one of the lowest ranked matches between these four guys. It's uh, I think they've had four matches and this there was two six stars, one six and a quarter star, and one seven star, uh, which is absolutely astounding that the 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 bar was raised so much by these two guys. Um, yeah, uh, I think as wrestling fans, we're lucky to be in this generation where we've got to witness this live. I mean, we look back in fondness at the likes of Flair versus uh, Steamboat uh, and Dusty versus Flair, those kind of rivalries. But if you sit back and think about it, we have got a rivalry to to contend with that in, in Okada versus Omega. It's uh, a little bit heartbreaking that it potentially might never happen again uh, because of uh, Kenny's uh, bit of a falling out with New Japan, but hopefully that can get resolved and and this won't be the end of it because th- these two are literally the best two wrestlers in the world and it'd be great to, to see them go at it again. Um, anyway, thank you to uh, the guys over at Headlock Talk for, for letting me do this. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Anyway, I am Mags, like I said. You can find me on Twitter at DJ Kirby. Uh, you can uh, check out my podcast, uh, Why We Watch and Five Rounds on the Visionaries Wrestling Network. Or you can uh, check find me on Badlands with my tag team partner, Paul Teller, a.k.a. The Rain Counter, at uh, chairshotradio.com. 
and thank you to Mags for uh, for submitting that in. Really, um, uh, yeah, once again, you can find him on Badlands Podcast. Uh, that's where we know him best. Uh, he's also got a, a great UFC or MMA podcast as well. I think that's the five mm-hmm. rounds one. Um, but yeah, definitely make sure to, to um, follow Mags at DEJ Kirkby as well as uh, at Badlands Podcast. Uh, once again, that's on uh, the Chair Shot Network. Mm-hmm. Um, he touched on a lot of different elements here, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think part of that too is is the psychology here. And when he brought up that um, you know this has parallels to you know. Um, RVD and Jerry Lynn, some of those like like intentionally blown spots. Like for example, the uh, you know um, you and I were joking that there's the big four dangerous spots in the match. Right. Um, one being uh, the uh, back body drop um, by Kenny, where he flies through the air and is in the is suspended in a- <laughs> in animation. You know, uh, hitting the the you know, the table and crashing through and burning, mm-hmm. you know, be, being one, um, you know, the, the missile drop kick to the back of the head, uh, by Omega on Okada. Also the, the, uh, triangle moonsault over the barricade into the announce table. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then of course the, uh, the, the top rope dragon suplex, mm. um, Mags touches on a lot of that. And, you know, <sighs> yes, I mean, it was, it's truly going to be, uh, uh, quite sad that uh, we may never see uh, this kind of match again, uh, or at least between these two. But um, I, I think what Mag's is greater point here does lean on the psychology of the match, how everything was super dangerous. Both men were willing to 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 risk life and limb <laughs> to to put away the other one. Right. Um, uh, but uh, both men had similar strategies here in the match. It seemed as if both men were both going after the, the neck and the back mm-hmm. uh, of, of each other. Um, uh, another major part, um, and, and I hope I'm not spoiling anything, but you know, the, the, a big major question was, can Kenny hit the one-winged angel? Right. right? Um, that was the big question mark uh, going to this match. For those who haven't seen it, I mean, look, uh, hey, go see it, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go and see this match. Um, but yeah, um, that that was the 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 big question here is can Kenny put Okada away because that was the move that nobody kicks out of. Right. And right. I think to this day nobody's kicked out of the one winged angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm really glad that uh, that Max was able to come on and give his take to it. Um, he 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 said a lot or touched a lot on the psychology and the big spots of the match. And I'm glad he did that because those two things really go hand in hand in making this match really what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of, um, I, I don't want to compare too much, but, um, you know, a lot of more Westerner style matches, um, you have the overarching story and then you have the match itself, but they're never really intertwined in a way like this match was, you know, that it has, the, these huge spots, uh, we, we like to call them death spots. It, it has these death spots in there that, that are just crazy. They look very, very painful. But then at the same time, you have this overarching story of this is a big deal. Yes. What this match entails and, and whatever the finish of this match is, is a very, very big deal. Kazuchika Okada is fighting to be the face of New Japan. Kenny Omega is fighting to be the face of New Japan. 
So it makes sense that in this match, both guys are going to give it everything they have and risk whatever it takes to be the top guy in New Japan. And so really, the, there's not a match that I've seen, uh, even to this day, really, that's so perfectly intertwined what's happening in the ring and what's happening outside of the ring and telling a story the entire time. Yes. You know? Yes. No, I, I would completely agree with with all of that uh, by by you and Mags. Now, Mags was not the only one who's given their thoughts here on this match. Uh, we also were able to get another good friend of ours, uh, Conrad, from Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. We've been we've been dying to actually have Conrad on the show. So, Conrad, if you're listening, uh, please, you know, like I said, there's always another After Dark around the corner. Indeed. <laughs> so, um, you know, we would like to get something like that set up again here sometime soon. Uh, but nonetheless, here, Conrad from Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast gives us his thoughts now on Kenny Omega versus Kazushiko Okada from Wrestle Kingdom 11. Hey everyone, this is Conrad Cushman from Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And my good friends Headlock Talked asked me to come on their show today to discuss Okada versus Omega from Wrestle Kingdom 11. And there's a lot to say about this match. Um... I don't even know where to start. This match was truly something amazing uh, coming off of that great match the year before that we got to see with AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. These guys followed up with a great match, one that was out of this world. Uh, I'm sad that I didn't get to review it, but I get the chance to talk about it now because of headlock talk. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, Let's get into this. When you saw the entrances for the match, the grand entrances of Kenny Omega coming out like the Terminator with the half mask, uh, the leather jacket and the shotgun, and Okada coming out with his usual pomp and circumstance of the beads, the belts, the IWGP World Heavyweight title, and him coming out there with the money falling, everything was just perfect for what this was. Wrestle Kingdom is New Japan's big WrestleMania-style show, and it felt like it for this main event. Um, These guys went in there, and they started off the match working an incredible technical side, um, showing things like uh, back body drops and Kenny Omega holding on to headlocks was one of the things I remember from this match. The excellent pacing and movement, and eventually, once it gets out of the technical side, you start to see the brawling of Kenny Omega and Okada, uh, Kenny Omega getting whipped into the guardrail, uh, DDT'd onto the floor, I remember. They just had so many different things uh, being done in this match. At one point, um, Okada ran and jumped over the guardrail onto Kenny Omega. These two just threw down in this match, and that's when the gloves came off. There really wasn't any more technical wrestling. These guys were trying to take out legs, started throwing harder shots and chops, and everything at each other, really putting on what I would call a spectacle. Um, and then throughout, if you like, continue to watch the psychology, it turned into a match of anything you can do, I can do better. And these two really began to try and go for an elbow drop. One guy misses, then the next guy would go for it. He misses. And it was so much fun just to watch these two work because to me, when chemistry is there, It's there. You could feel that excitement. It's kind of like when you saw Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. 
um, Stone Cold and The Rock, Vince and Stone Cold. You insert whatever name you want to, and you can really get people into it. And these guys were battling it out. It did not matter. And they were putting their heart and soul into this. The hits were ferocious. Uh, People were being taken out. Fans were gasping at each pinfall from regular moves. And I thought that was something that was so much fun to see. Um, Really good stuff. Unbelievable, in my opinion. Um, The sense that people didn't know what was going to happen in this match is something that you forget about. And as fellow podcasters um, talk about this, I noticed that a lot of people seem to have forgotten to take their notes during this match because you were so into it. And it's fun sometimes just to put down the notebook for a second and just let yourself go in this match and listen to it. Um, You got to see death-defying things. One thing I will never forget is Kenny Omega going to the outside and doing a moonsault over the top onto Okada past the guardrail. That was amazing. Setting up the table on him after and stomping on it too. Freaking brutal. Um, They even tried a one-wing angel that was going to happen to the floor. Thank goodness that didn't happen. And at one point, Okada back body dropped Kenny Omega outside of the ring onto the floor through a table. Video game type stuff here, people. Um brutal 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 i've never seen that done before and i don't think i ever want to see it done again but they really sold for this match uh such good stuff and the real story of the match here i guess we'll say is kenny omega's finisher is the one-winged angel and they tell all their story in the ring kenny omega tried to hit this move several times and he could not But anytime Kenny Omega has landed that move and hit someone with it, it's been over because the move is protected. But Okada's Rainmaker is so powerful that it was able to defeat Kenny Omega in this. Um, Eventually, we got to see all of what these guys had to offer in the ring. And I feel Kenny Omega became a fan favorite this day. People started to take notice that Kenny Omega was very important. And the real question that Headlock Talk asked me was, how does this match have an influence on modern wrestling today? What has it done for it? I think that this could be argued as match of the decade, easily. If it's, it's, if it's not your number one, it's got to be in your top three, top five. Um, great match. And I think this match put New Japan Pro Wrestling on the map as far as you need to watch this product. This is unbelievable and wrestle kingdom is a big deal every year and people need to watch this i know some fans just end up uh watching wrestle kingdom once and that's perfectly fine but this is a big deal for people and it's absolutely a good time when you sit back and think about what this match did for new japan pro wrestling's business um people were talking about kenny omega the bullet club okada chaos it did not matter fans Love this. It was something great. I don't think he did anything as far as putting a match on that, oh my goodness, they did something that was so revolutionary. No, I think what they did was they showed you can have a good match and you don't have to be in one of the biggest companies in the world. Um, You don't have to be in WWE to put on the best match. You could go anywhere. You can be the person that makes a difference to where people – go somewhere else. And I think they did that because 
Omega and Okada, just after this, they knew they were two of the best wrestlers in the world. And that is hard to argue. Uh, I'm very thankful that Headlock talked, asked my opinion on the subject matter. Hopefully this gets used for the show. And uh, I appreciate it, boys. And we got to link up for an episode soon. So let me know when we can. Thank you for listening to me rant about this for about seven minutes. Thank you guys so much. I'm Conrad Cushman from Everything Pro Wrestling, and I'm out. And as Adam Cole says, boom. <laughs> that was Conrad from Everything Pro Wrestling. And once once again, yeah, indeed, Conrad. Uh, yeah, we've had our eyes on doing an episode with you. So hopefully, uh, yeah, like I said, after Dark 3, man, I, I, I'm trying to plan this thing out. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to try and make it happen. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah. Our people will we'll talk to to everybody else's people. Yeah, <laughs> figure this thing out. No, but uh, I, I was really I was really glad to hear that um, that of course he liked the match. You know, everyone loves this match. But right. Um, one thing that he touched on that that I one hundred percent agree with is the fact that this really put over the fact that, like he said, you can go anywhere and put on the best match. You don't have to be in the biggest promotion yes. to put on the best match. Uh, and I know fans like us have known that for a long time you know you can go into the indies and see matches that are just leaps and bounds way better than than stuff that you know the the biggest guys are putting out but this solidified that in the industry that oh yeah that that's 100 percent the case no absolutely and and i i think that he reiterated something that i completely agree with i mean if you look at the last decade worth of wrestling, if this match isn't in your top five, top three, whatever, then you clearly skipped all of New Japan. When, well, when you're not watching enough wrestling. Well, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> um, I mean, look, this is a, this is a match that brought New Japan onto the world stage, and yes. I mean that's that's absolutely the truth here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I, we're very appreciative of Conrad bringing up these great points. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I have zero <laughs> disagreements with anything that he or Mags has said for that matter. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, like I said, you can find uh, Conrad, uh, you know, every week on uh, Everything Pro Wrestling uh, podcast. Uh, great show. You know, we, we'd love to have these two lovely gentlemen back on the show sometime. Um, yeah. So uh, with that said, Stephen, yeah, the, the ramifications here of Okada Omega um, we're going to let you guys, if you haven't seen this match already, for whatever reason, yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to let you guys sit down and dissect it and let us know what you think of this match. Um, but yeah, the ramifications here are quite simple. Like Conrad put it, this match put New Japan on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Omega became a, a mega star. Yep. He, he became the most wanted man in wrestling. And not enough credit, I think, goes to Okada, who, you know... You know, as New Japan is maybe, um, I would say maybe maybe even like Japan itself as a country is a little, little bit more conservative, a little bit more honor based, a little bit more you know um, traditional perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has stayed in New Japan as Kenny has left and gone to AEW. Um, I think it could be argued very easily that if it weren't for this match. There may not have been even an AEW to speak of. Mm-hmm. That's how big of an impact that this match has on the history of wrestling, and uh, for the next decade going forward, I think. Um, so um, for me, there's no bigger match, no more important match uh, of the last ten years 
than Omega Okada from Wrestle Kingdom 11. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I completely agree. And I like that point you made about how big it is in, in the terms that, like, if this match didn't happen, if it didn't go down how it did, that we might not have AEW today. And that that sounds crazy, but it's kind of true. I mean, uh, a lot of the huge, huge star power going into AEW, obviously you have Cody Rhodes, obviously you have the Young Bucks, but they had freaking Kenny Omega. And, you know, four or five years ago, that really, that wouldn't be enough, you know, star power to to just go out and and make something that you want to uh, compete with the biggest wrestling corporation in the world. Um, But because of this match because of how it went down and all the ramifications ramifications from it, Kenny Omega became a megastar. And that gave AEW the star power that it really needed. Mm. And, and obviously, you know, Chris Jericho came into to AEW, and, and that's undeniably the, the biggest star that they have in their arsenal right now, for sure. But if they didn't have Kenny Omega, do you really think Chris Jericho would have signed with AEW? I don't think so, you know, and, and that's that's a big question, and uh, I, I think I, I think like you said, with with this match and, and everything that came out of it, it it almost indirectly or directly led to the formation of all elite wrestling. I th- I think you're right. Um, I, uh, I, I appreciate, <laughs> you know, um, you, you know, you saying that it, it, it sounds crazy, but it might be true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm a crazy kind of guy. Um, <laughs> uh, God spike in the mic. There. I know. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but like I said, ultimately at the end of the day, it's not just for us to determine. We've given you our thoughts. Uh, we've headlock talked. Man, we've gone a whole year without making that joke. It's actually kind of surprising to me at this point. How has that not been a regular part of these shows? I don't know. Um, I don't think it needs to be. Well, anyways. Pass. Um, we, we've we talked. Yes. But, you know, let's let's see what you guys have to say. Please hit us up on Twitter, at Headlock Talk. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this bonus episode. Bonus. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you are um, a, a business and uh, you would like sponsorship with Headlock Talk, whether it be us modeling your underwear or sleeping on your beds, hit us up headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, that's headlocktalk at gmail.com. Um, Steven, you got anything else uh, to say? Watch this match if you haven't already for some reason. Yeah, like if if you've been you know living in uh, underneath a rock or in a cave or you know you're you're just learning how how fire or the wheel works. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Go and watch those people still. (laughs) (laughs) Go and watch this match. I mean, if they're just figuring out how a wheel works, you think they can figure out the internet? Hey, I'll 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 help you. Just you know, send me a, a a message in a bottle or something. Um, Message in a bottle. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Um, Great song. <laughs> um, once again, uh, make sure to check out uh, this uh, other episode of Headlock Talk that we've had this week. Round two of the Fantasy Warfare 2019 tournament. Steven and I get into it. Uh, we uh, We talk a lot. There's a lot of news we got to cover, Indeed. but like I said, most importantly, uh, the, the Fantasy Warfare 2019 tournament, um, headlined by David Starr versus 
Seth Rollins. Yes. Uh, this is a, a wonderful discussion that Stephen and I have about it. And, uh, you know, I, I can't thank uh, our good friend uh, Black Baymax 8 against Black underscore Baymax 8 on Twitter for uh, putting together this really awesome artwork. You know, I had him, you know, I, I reached out to him and said, you know, hey, look, can, can you set something up here? And, uh, yeah, gracious enough to, to put something together for us. Yeah, really appreciate that. Very, very appreciative. Um, so you can see that uh, on Twitter or if you uh, listen to uh, us on Podbean, Spotify, wherever, you know, check out that artwork. Listen to that episode. It's fantastic, I think. Um, but that's about all the time that we have for today. Once again, I've been the Texas Gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And as always, my right-hand man, the one and the only. Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thanks for listening, y'all. All righty, you guys. Take care. Good Later. night. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com.